time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress Yo, what's good? It is so great to be able to be with you all today. I'm thankful to God that you could have been anywhere on the internet today when you decided to pop in with the dopest church on the planet to hang out with us today. City Point fam, it is so good to see you. What's up to you? I've seen some of you, I'm sure, in the chat feed, but others of you, I don't know that you're present, but know that I am happy that we are having this chance to connect digitally. Thank you so much. Um, we would have been finishing up our series, uh, uh, Deconstructing the Bible, uh, the third part of that series on this week. But given the week that we have had, I just feel led to just present a word to us that fills us with hope, that fills us with encouragement, um, that, that pushes us, as the saints used to say, to keep on keeping on in the midst of a week like the one that we have had and the several weeks um, that we have had uh, prior to that. And so I want to look at Psalm 46. And if you have uh, missed any parts of the Deconstructing the Bible series, you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, City Point Community Church, and check those out there. And then also, if you want to dive further into this concept of kind of uh, deconstructing ways that those scriptures have been used, would love to have you be a part of our community groups that happen on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can get more information about that on our website and also on our social media channels as well. Uh, but let's jump into a quick word of prayer, and then we will jump into Psalm 46. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for giving us a chance to come together. Thank you for allowing us now to dive into your word. I pray that it will fill us with hope, with encouragement, um, with a sense of place, and with a sense of peace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 46, starting at verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah. Verse four says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Verse eight, come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. I want to talk from the subject this morning. Who can I run to? Who can I run to? In their 1995 hit single titled, Who Can I Run To? Uh, Escape raised the challenge that people face when trying to find an antidote to loneliness and when they are trying to find real love. Uh, they point out that there is an emptiness, that there is a void, an open space that is felt in a real way that can only be resolved by somebody coming along to fill that void. 
Hence, they raise the question in this song, who can I run to when I need love? That this feeling, that this query is not only a relevant one as it relates to those who experience the void created by loneliness, but may I suggest to you that this feeling and query is also relevant to those who live through the trauma that can come along with living in a black or brown body. I, I don't need to call the role of recent events. I, I don't need to trigger you this morning, but you and I both know that we face times, particularly weeks like the recent ones that we've had, where we feel like we are not safe in our bodies and not safe in our neighborhoods and not safe in our homes and not even safe in the country in which we are born. Thus, it seems that there is nowhere to go. We are left with this question, with this feeling, where can I run to? Who can I run to to find safety, to find solace, to find belonging, to find hope, to find acceptance? Just as I am in my body, in my skin, who can I run to? I submit to you that thousands of years have passed. But your question and my question was also the question on the mind of the psalmist. And I like to think that the psalmist imagine that this this exact query that you and I have and they sit down with pen and parchment to write some words in reflection that that brought him life and that brought them hope and that brought them a sense of life. And I believe today that this psalm offers to us that same life. And that same hope this morning that it offered to them some thousands of years ago. Who can I run to? The psalmist writes in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives away, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and through the mountain and though the mountains tremble at its swelling. I want to talk to y'all for a few moments about the psalmist's reflections about God. And I want to use it to offer some hope this morning for those who, like me, are grappling with the loss of hope, a feeling of rejection, a feeling of fear and a feeling of danger. The first thing that I see in the text this morning is that the psalmist says that God is a place to run. The psalmist says in verse one, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Now, I do not know what are the circumstances that led the psalmist to write these words. I, they, they are written by the sons of Korah for the choir master. So, so literally these are written, this is written as a song for the people of God to be able to sing in choir format. And so I want to submit to you this morning that even though we do not know the circumstances that occasioned this song, that occasioned this song, I want to submit to you that I believe that it leaves room for our imagination. Perhaps the psalmists have seen some days of oppression. Perhaps the psalmist has seen warfare break out. Perhaps the psalmist had struggled with the cloud of negative thoughts that enter into their own minds, tearing down their sense of self-worth and causing them to doubt and causing them to fear. Uh, perhaps the psalmist had some enemies that were obsessed with undermining their existence. Perhaps it wasn't one thing or another, but it was one thing and another. 
Maybe it was the psalmist recalling a time when their backs were against the wall, when pressure seemed to be mounting toward them on every side and it seemed that they could not get a break. And just when they were at their breaking point, that still small voice of God gave them the reassurance, I got you. I care for you. Others may be against you, but I am for you. And in reflection on God's presence and reflection on God's reassurance in their lives, perhaps it is because of that that they sit down, take pen and parchment and write these words. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that they wrote these words because in this black body, I have experienced some days of trouble. The thousands of cuts of microaggressions, yet yeah, trouble. Millions of messages purporting my inferiority, trouble. Uh, Trauma-inducing videos and movies everywhere I look, yes, trouble. In this black body, I have experienced trouble. The psalmist gives me reassurance by suggesting that they and I and you are not the only ones that are acquainted, though with trouble, but that in fact, there is someone else who specializes in trouble. In fact, they say he is a very present help or literally a well-proved help in trouble. In essence, they offer to us that God is a place to run when you're in trouble. He is like the home base in a game of it as a kid. He is where you and me are able to run to. Yes, God is a refuge and strength. May I suggest to you that as it seems that the world will not cease to trouble us, that we are going to have to learn to return to our roots and to our faith, and to those practices that our ancestors through the Middle Passage and through the 250 years of enslavement learned how to lean and depend on the Lord. Some of us are going to have to develop a grandmama and a granddaddy kind of faith and a grandmama and a granddaddy kind of dependence and relationship with God to find safety and solace in him, even though the world offers us none. Yes, the psalmist says that God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. Not only does the psalmist reflect and say that God is a place to run, but secondly, let me suggest to you that the psalmist says to us that God is also an ally. Now, let me say that many people like to throw that word around. A whole lot of people like to apply it to themselves and some try their best to even live up to it. We've got some good allies. And we've got some bad allies. But the good news to you today is that we have got an eternal ally on our side. That is always constant, that is all powerful, that works miracles, that, that is stronger than those who make themselves our enemies. But there is an ally that we have who gets us, who knows us, who doesn't stumble or fall, neither slumbers nor sleeps. The psalmist says in verse seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Uh, then they pick it up again in verse 11 and say, the Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. And I love what happens if you look at the text. Uh, if you look at the text specifically, uh, what comes after verses 7 and 11, if you look closely, it's this word, Selah. 
Selah is essentially a musical instruction. It, it is an instruction that the writers are giving to the choir master uh, to, to tell the choir master that, that there needs to be a break, a pause right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell the choir to take a breath right there. Yeah, effectively let that verse breathe for a second. Don't, don't skip over it too quickly. Don't, don't skip over too quickly what you just said. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let that breathe for a minute. Can I push you this morning to let that breathe? Can I push you this morning to let that statement breathe for a second? God is with us. God is with us. Yeah, 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 God is with us. Yeah, that, that is what Dr. James Cone was trying to tell us when he wrote God of the Oppressed. That, that is what Dr. King was trying to tell us in his speeches when he intimated that we must march and we must protest nonviolently, not only because it is right, but because God is with us. Yes, God is, is with us. Let that breathe. God is with us. The one who created the world is with us as we defend ourselves against those that have created the systems to oppress us. Yes, God is with us. Let that breathe for a second. In this life, we may have trouble. In this life, we may have persecution, but God is with us. In this life, we may be robbed of justice. But I've decided that I'm going down with God on my side. And God, the righteous judge, God, the one who sees all, God, the one who knows all, will ultimately not let wrong go unpunished. God is just, even though people are not. God is an ally. God is on our side. God is with us. Let that breathe. Let me rush this thing to a close, lest I keep you too long. Not, not, not only is God a hiding place, not only does the psalmist suggest that God is an ally, but let me share with you thoroughly, the th finally, the thing that I see in this psalm that provides hope and hopefully healing is that God is a peacemaker. Verse nine says he makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Yes, the psalmist in their song, as they are writing, they through this writing, reflect their belief that God is a peacemaker. They say that God makes war cease, that God breaks the bow, that God shatters the spear, that God burns the chariots. Oh, that we were made in, oh, that we who were made in the image of God would decide to just make peace just like God. I, I pray that God hastens the day when we will study war no more. When because we have peace with God, we will rush to make peace with one another. Yeah, I, I hasten the day when guns are not tools that we use for public safety. When tanks don't respond to protests for justice. When we spend more to educate our children than to arm our military. When we spend more on poverty than policing. Peace. Peace. Let me close by saying that for you who today feel dejected, for you who today feel lost,
for you who today feel fearful, for you who feel that there is no safe space for your body. You may be wondering, where can I go? Who can I run to? I hope today that the words of Psalm 46 can encourage you that God is indeed our refuge, that God is indeed our strength, that God is indeed a very present help in these here times of trouble. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you, God, for uh, just ministering your word to us, to encourage us, to provide hope to us, to provide some healing to us. I, I, I pray, God, that you will reach into our hearts, that you will reach into our minds, that you will reach into our, our souls that feel so heavy today, that you will reassure us that though the world may, may make our existence feel burdensome, the world may make our Existence feel like a weight. It may make us feel like nomads in this space. That you provide a dwelling place for us, a resting place, a refuge in your presence and in your arms. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's praise God for his word. That's that word for today, y'all. Peace. Oh, yeah.